Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. According to certain surveys, one in four women and one in nine men are in relationships that contain some sort of physical or sexual or emotional violence. And you often will hear the question of why would someone put up with this and not just leave? And then be absolutely astounded uh, and gobsmacked when someone returns to that type of relationship is it as simple as just leaving in certain circumstances clearly it isn't that easy it used to be thought that people went back to abusive relationships simply out of fear they felt too intimidated to leave or were financially dependent and although these are true Uh, there are other reasons why someone might persist with a toxic or an abusive, unhealthy relationship. Um, One of those reasons would be love, of course. The ultimate connection. All relationships have ups and downs, but the good times can be a very powerful reason for somebody to stay. It is absolutely possible to be in love and for it to be unhealthy and unsafe, although it might be the love that you've become accustomed to rather than something that's actually really love. You get used to a certain type of love and then you search for what you know each time. And when your need is fulfilled, you don't actually realise how unhealthy it really is. Um... And again, this will generally come from a relational pattern, relational experiences from your childhood. Uh, Something that you learn about love. It felt like love, but actually um, was massively unsafe and unhealthy for you. Caused you a lot of pain and made you unhappy, but to you that was love. And then you get older and... That's all you know, so that's what you seek out each time. Hope is something um, that we have instinctively. And we can perpetually hope that things get better. The reality, of course, is that you can't stop abusive behaviour if the person doing the things that we call abusive won't stop themselves. Only the abuser can decide whether they're going to stop this or not. And the only way that you can stop abuse is to walk away from it. You may think of yourself as the person that they love, and therefore you pride yourself as having the magic touch, being the only one who understands them or can calm them. In this, there exists an illusion of control. 
that it is going to be okay for now. With this illusion, giving up hope for a better future would mean that you have failed. And your need is to help them to be okay. An abusive relationship is fundamentally about power and control. True? Not necessarily. When there is unequal power, there are people that will break down your self-worth, your self-confidence and your belief in order to control you. Why would someone do that? Well, to service the needs of the abuser, to keep them in their safe space where they have learnt themselves what relationships need to be for them. They take this power and they enforce the control. They may use tactics such as making you ask for money, controlling where you go or who you talk to, making decisions for you. Uh, And I'm sure that you know of more things that may be happening in your life or have happened before in your life that they might do. But what is uh, the reason for them doing this? Well, they want to ensure that leaving is not an option for you. They want you to believe that this is all you deserve, that no one else would want you. Which actually could be an underlying issue for you in the first place. Manipulation is key with an abuser. They are often smart, charming, magnetic, uh, leading them to be able to manipulate masterfully. They can be enigmatic and pull people towards them. They may use manipulation tactics like um, saying that abuse wasn't that bad or it wasn't abuse at all. They could deny that it ever happened. They could say that you started it, deserved it even. Discredit you as crazy, emotional or otherwise not credible. uh, Which I spoke a little bit about with the gaslighting. Please check out that episode if you haven't listened to it already. You, uh, with the gaslighting techniques, you may start to consider that you're wrong, that you're making a big deal out of nothing, um, which all makes it much harder for you to walk away because you feel like you're responsible. Leaving the relationship also means that you need to acknowledge that things will never change. It means you're giving up on hope, giving up on yourself, as you have not been able to service their needs and make them happy. Maybe that's something that you learned as a child, that the only way to get somebody to care about you was to make them happy. Maybe you were blamed when people weren't very happy around you. You make me feel this, you make me feel that. And therefore it's become your responsibility to service other people's needs and make them feel good about themselves. Love and hope, power, manipulation, they're all things that are really tough to push against. Even when you find yourself with the courage to leave, you might press charges, 
or otherwise stand up for yourself, it can be a common thing for you to get pulled back in again. When I left my first abusive relationship, about three months after I left, I actually asked her to take a ba- um, asked her to take me back. And why did I do that? Well, for me at the time, it was believing that I'd never find someone that would love me that way. In fact, that anybody would love me at all. I missed the fact that they seemed so obsessed with me, um, when really it was just their insecurity making them needy and controlling. Luckily for me, they said no. Um, uh, I don't know where I would have been if they had said yes and invited me back in to their life. How does an abuser get you to stay? How do they get you to return to an abusive situation? Um, There's kind of a few steps that they might practice in order to uh, get you to to stay or to come back. Um, So if you were to stand up for yourself... Um, every relationship has moments where you will disagree, have a difference of opinion, fall out over things. Um, but if you uh, start to stand up for yourself and say what you need to say, and these things don't get a positive reception, um, then you might just choose to ignore it. You might choose to ignore that you're not getting your voice heard, maybe your needs met. Um, accepted, your opinion accepted um, and you just let this thing go to start with because it doesn't seem that important but then as these arguments, disagreements continue the abuser will start to struggle with you standing up for yourself and having a voice so they start the manipulation techniques again when we refer back to the gaslighting episode they may minimize or deny their behavior trying to convince you that things didn't happen like you recall accusing you of things that you didn't even realize had happened shifting blame they tell you it was your fault or act all dramatically that you've really hurt them with your actions wanting you to feel sorry for them if things go uh too far you may get them arrested um, and or you may bring someone else in to help you to kind of manage the situation and then they will accuse you of um, of being at fault they'll act like a victim how could you do this to them Uh, especially when it was your fault in the first place And if this behaviour continues, it can start to have an impact as you begin to question your own memories, how things actually really were. And in some cases, you can start to question your own sanity. Then they might start appealing for sympathy. They generally know if you are going to be sympathetic towards them, if they have done all the groundwork on how you are. Um, One of the things I talk about when you go into dating 
with somebody is if they are asking far too many questions about your history, especially about your past relationships, things that might affect you emotionally, how you felt. They could be generally interested, but sometimes they're using this as ammunition for future conversations or for future arguments. Um, they know how you are. Uh, they know that you like to care about people. They know that maybe you might be a bit of a people pleaser. Um, so therefore they can um, look for you to be sympathetic towards them. They know if they break down, threaten suicide, cry uh, about how breaking up would be so awful, how it might affect everybody else, the family, etc. Uh, they say that they can't live without you. They can then trigger something in you that makes you rethink your original decisions because you have that sympathy and empathic nature. Again, maybe can't deal with guilt. Um, so you really struggle to kind of keep your space and stick with the decision that you've made to end that relationship. They have a very uh, powerful tactic, which is to convince you that it's you and them against the world, um, that you're so great together, recalling all the good times that you've had and overlooking the bad ones and telling you how terrible it would be if you were to be apart. Um, how the world is against your relationship, your family and friends will never love you and understand you the way that they do. That everybody is just out to ruin your happiness and it's only them that really cares. They play on this idea that you're a team convincing you that you need to stick together. And if you, uh, you know, you really actually remember things as clearly as you thought you did. They get you on side enough to challenge your very being. Changing your mind about what's happened, what's right, what's wrong, making you question your values, question your feelings. You were angry, you were blaming, you were resolute. And now you feel love, excitement and hope. They've been able to flip it around to change how you're really feeling. You're not really sure how you got to this point, but there is an addictive mix that you feel and you just decide to go with it just the same. The overwhelming attraction to this space. And even though you know something is crying out inside of you to say, no, I know this is wrong. That addictive mix doesn't allow you to break away. This can happen in the most serious of toxic relationships, but it doesn't actually have to be that destructive. If even the mildest of manipulation is present on a regular basis, then it's an abusive relationship. As they are playing with you to get what they want. Just be aware that if someone is getting you to question yourself or if you feel unhappy on a regular basis 
that your relationship always seems to be about them and never about you, these things will just get worse. It's important to be in a secure space within yourself so that when you notice these, you walk away. Um, I was reading an article about the benefit of the doubt. You might want to give someone the benefit of the doubt to begin with, but I would suggest that's only one chance of the benefit of the doubt if you notice a repetitive behaviour. Um, and you let it slide, you don't challenge it. Um, it's not really ever going to get any better. Um, the most important thing for you to think about is actually why you're attracted to these types of people in the first place. Again, I've discussed before how your attachment style can lead you into these spaces. Um, so again, there's an episode on attachment style that you can go back to. Uh, but there are other things from uh, your past which will maybe lead you to have a certain attraction type. Uh, and we'll be discussing those in another episode in a bit more detail. One of the most serious things about being in an abusive behavior, uh, being abusive relationship and not being able to walk away is um, when it turns into something called trauma bonding. Uh, and that's a, a very difficult, powerful space that you get yourself into when you trauma bond with your abuser. Um, and it's where you become addicted to the hormonal roller coaster that you encounter in certain relationships. Psychological abuse is insidious. It creeps in slowly and usually uh, we are unaware that it's even happening. It's very subtle manipulation in most cases rather than overtly trying to get you on side and see someone's point of view. And as I've already mentioned, there are various tactics that an abuser will use. Um, to get their needs met by you. So it could be just a, a comment here and there. Um, it could be that you've been love-bombed into believing that you're all that they have ever wanted. They're just too good to be true. They do everything that you need. They give everything that you think you want. They're always there for you at the start. They make this relationship so unbelievable, so positive in your mind that when the things start to change, you've already been put on this emotional high, this hormonal high, um, that it's really difficult for you to then manage it when it starts to be taken away from you. So you could be trying to get this affection back um, and biologically attached to your abusers through trauma bonding. It is like an addictive drug. 
Because of the emotional ups and downs that you can experience emotionally within the relationship, from the turmoil to the kindness and back again, your body is going through a, a hell of a lot. You're receiving high levels of stress hormone cortisol, followed by dopamine, when the affection is given back to you as a reward. So that dopamine high that you experience right at the start is something that you could be chasing all the time. And then that low of the, the cortisol and your body gets used to this release of hormones and it, it just craves them. Um, they say you can get addicted to these highs and lows or these hormone releases. It's not really an addiction because uh, you can't really get addicted to your own body hormones. Um, but it feels like an addiction. You need, you need your fix to sustain you. You need your hit of hormones. You crave them become dependent on receiving them and the physical turmoil that this creates um, again this chaos that you could have experienced in your childhood the ups and downs of the emotional relationships um, you you get used to that chaos within your mind and therefore your brain doesn't really know what to do without emotional chaos. It becomes something that's so normal to you that you don't know what to do without it. And it's hard for you to then live on a calmer, more peaceful line of existence. How might you notice that you may be trauma bonded in some way? You could experience chest pains, muscle pains, headaches, skin complaints. You might find that your immune system is low and you find it hard just to fight off a cold because of the impacts to your immune system. Um, stomach problems are very common with people that have long-term stress because you're in and out of fight or flight mode all the time and it can cause you to have things like IBS, um, stomach aches, cramps into your stomach area because the stress response leads to you not being able to manage to digest your food properly and it switches off the, uh, your ability for your stomach to work. You could stay in these relationships despite the stress because you're not really sure what the problems are. Because it can be so subtle, but because it can also be so blaming. The control, the manipulation, the intermittent love, you could be stuck in self-blame and desperation trying to win back affection. This can lead you to not being able to leave the relationship or to go back to the relationship when you do leave. And sometimes the only way out seems to be when the abuser decides to move on from you. I often read posts, articles where people say, how dare this person treat me like this and then dump me, move on from me when they've treated me so badly. Leads you to a really bad place. 
being replaced, discarded, rejected. But actually, in fact, you've had a very lucky escape. It won't feel like this at the time if you have been taken so far down the road that has left you feeling broken or even destroyed by them. They may have taken you to a place so low They've met their needs and they've moved on to the next person to do exactly the same thing. So you may not feel it's such a lucky escape. Once they've gone from your life, it is time for you to grieve your loss and start your road to recovery, to build your self-confidence and to build your self-worth, to get your body back into a normal hormonal balance so that any need that you have to return to that kind of relationship can be gone from your life completely. Remember that it was never your fault, you are not to blame. But you need to be aware of your patterns, the way that you relate, which could have attracted this type of toxic and destructive relationship into your life and just be aware that it may not be so clear to you it may be again these subtle manipulative techniques that somebody's using on you right now give them the benefit of the doubt maybe once but don't let them take you down the road to a relationship that's going to leave you in such an unhappy, unfulfilled and difficult space. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.